Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry, and I'm still American. And we also have Edward here. Edward, how are you? I am okay. Thank you for asking. Coming off the back of two wins that I was able to go to, so I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. Awesome. With me as well. Ah, yeah. It's good you brought him because he kind of kind of saved us on uh, Saturday. He did. He did. Turned the point, turning point for us. Um, today's show, we're going to be doing uh, Good, Bad, and Ugly for our uh, Su- our Sunderland win from Carabao Cup, and also uh, the Bournemouth win from Saturday. We're also going to be doing the, the news, the post, in a Europa Woo! League preview uh, for our match at Apollon. Let's start with Sunderland. Let's start with you. Give me, give me the good from Sunderland. Uh, the score, the team. Niasi and Calvert-Lewin. There's going to be some overlap here. Just saying. Uh, Mine, I've got too many good, but just saying. All right, so Calvert-Lewin, growing in confidence. Omar Nias got his first goal. John Joe Kinney actually played. Vlasic looks great, and Tom Davies should start, like, every game ever. Mm. Ever. And uh, we won and didn't allow a, didn't uh, and we won and didn't allow a goal. So and Sandra actually did it. He have a he did have a very good game. His assist, I, in, in my opinion, I think he was one of our best performers on the night. I think he's I think he's getting there. Just needs keeps mm. needs some more minutes. So maybe he'll get some on Thursday. Maybe maybe. Uh the bad. The way we started wasn't. Great, but I think that was us getting into the game in this new formation, this new system, which obviously worked well. Mm. Um, yeah, it started off a bit slow, but the crowd got behind them. Actually, no, but the attendance in the stadium—that's good. Really, I didn't, I didn't really realize that. Bad. It was. I think it was meant. To, it felt a lot like an under-23s game. Like, there were so many empty seats, it was ridiculous. That's awful. I know it was only a League Cup game, but still. Jeez. I mean, when I, where I was sat, I had five to my left free, three to my left, uh, three to my right free, and uh, about a whole row, of, I think it was about nine seats in front of me, that were free for the whole match. So... Uh, just, I guess that just shows what people think of the League Cup. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, you have any ugly? To be honest, no. I can't really think of anything that stands out as being really, really like that. I think it was a good game, got our confidence back, and it was good en- entertainment and performance for the crowd. So. Yeah. I don't think there's really anything ugly to add to it. I got one. What? Now, I want to preface this. I love this guy. Mm. Bessage probably played his worst game of the season. Oh, God. So far. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
Uh, just right, do, at the, just right at the start, we were scared. We were a little bit scared, but he got into the game. Yeah, I got it. It's it's his, it's not his strongest game. I'm glad he got it out of the way now in a game where we we won. We shut them out. Mm. You know, he just he just didn't have a great game. It happens. He's still like pretty darn young. So overall, nice three zero win. So let's move to Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, if you can give me your good on that one, because I think we'll have some overlap there as well. Well, I, I think uh, there's one obvious good factor: Umar Yassi, obviously, uh, scoring two goals on his return to the Premier League. I mean, it just says it all. Says it all, really. And what a professional! What a professional he is. Like the quotes he says in some of these interviews: "I didn't sign for another club. I signed for Everton." He wants to prove himself. Um, the comeback spirit and the game with the crowd—it was a lot. As soon as we got on, as soon as we got forward, the substitutions were brilliant. Those substitutions were made, and the whole crowd got going. The team got going. The team got forward. What we needed to do, and obviously we managed to win the game. And I think that's really it. That's probably one of the. The best, I think. What about you? Uh, again, a lot of overlap. Uh, Omar Nias got himself a brace. And we're not actually talking about that thing that he wears on his wrist. You know, we're talking about he actually scored two goals. That's amazing. What what yeah. world in which we live? You know, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> so... Then, uh, like you said, the game turned when Davies and Kenny came in. You know, uh, Omar had come in a little while before, but really, it really changed when Davies and Kenny came in. Um, You know, Davies, everything was going through him. Everything. And Kenny, not only defending well, but he's whipping in crosses, uh, finding, finding people on the end of those crosses. It looked great. It was very encouraging. Uh, Calvert-Lewin looked great all game long. He was really one of the bright spots of the first half. Um, Definitely. And uh, Sigurdsson, I think, is slowly finding his feet. Slowly he's, fi- fi- he's finding his feet there. But you know, he's not he's not all the way there. But I think you can see signs of integration into the squad. You know what I mean? Like you're mm. starting to see flickers, and that could be because we're starting <coughs> to play in different positions. Mm. Um. But yeah, I, I, I'm starting to get more and more excited about Sigurdsson's play and him combining with these players around him. Um, yeah, so awesome to see a comeback win. I can't, yeah. And, and I, I was, we were watching that at lunch at, my, at our lunch table and I've got my two-year-old, my five-year-old and my wife right there and I've got the, the computer right there with them lined and we're all watching it and... There, I'm screaming, <laughs> and I've got my five-year-old grabbing my sleeve, going, "Everton, yay! Everton, yay!" Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was really, it was a you great know, actually, moment. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna be honest and say I think that comeback win was one of the best games I've ever been to. I think that sort of comeback-wise, that's on par with the Arsenal game last season because. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Alright, so let's go a little more negative now. Do the yeah. bad. What yeah. what kind of bad you got? Um 
I'm going to say the fact that we needed a comeback to win. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't Chelsea, it wasn't City, it wasn't United, it was Bournemouth. Mm -hmm. Bournemouth, who are a team below us in the table. That's bad. Hmm. That is just absolutely horrifying to think that we actually were losing. And it sounds really stuck up of me to say that, but we should not. For the amount of money we spent, and I know a lot of people say it, we should not be losing to the likes of Bournemouth. Yes, we got the win in the end, but something has gone wrong at the club. Right. And we need to know what. Bad as well, no Keane and no Jaggy Elka. Very, very bad, I think. Very bad. Yeah. Because in all fairness, I don't... Obviously, I've been a big critic of Williams, but Williams in that game, actually... That was probably his best game this season. He, he did incredible to be able to stop any any like attacks from any of Bournemouth's strikers. It was just incredible how he was able to get the team riled up again. But he still made mistakes, like all the team did that yeah. day. Uh, inexperience for Holgate is another one, I'd say. But that's his first time, I think, in a two-man partnership in defence for Everton. So obviously he needs experience. Yeah, he does, and he's going to get that. Yeah, he's going to get that, which is cool, and he's already gotten some. Uh, I'm, I was really psyched to see Holgate in the lineup as a centre back, but not for the reasons that that that, it, that he was in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I did, I wanted him to be in there because Kuman found found it to be time for him to be getting experience, not because there's injuries to Keane and and, and Jags. It's it's really unfortunate, but I do think Holgate, when we're playing against quicker teams like Bournemouth, when they've got, you know, they're not a power team, they're more about quickness and runs, I think Holgate could actually be a solid option for us. However, he's my first bad in terms of his early slide on King's goal. Um you know, I know he's just doing what he he was trying to stop a shot. He thought it was a shot. Inexperience led to him thinking it was a shot, and it just it it happens. It's unfortunate, uh, but it was a let's be honest, it was a really well placed shot by King. I actually think he and Schneiderlin probably had their best games this season. In all honesty, I thought Schneiderlin and Holgate were absolutely brilliant until obviously they scored and. Schneiderlin got a yellow card. Yeah, I I don't think Holgate's whole performance was bad. It's really just that, that moment, moment, you know, because I think I do think he's going to be, I think he's going to eventually be a solid center back for us, and I'm glad we're playing oh, yeah, him there. Yeah. See, I, I I like to think of this whole generation we've got coming through. We've got Funa right. Imagine yourself a backline of five: Kenny right back, center backs, Keane, Holgate. Funes Mori, who will be the oldest, but probably only by a couple of years, and Garbert slash Galloway. Mm. That that could be incredible. That could be our lineup for gener- for a uh, next generation. And my second bad was the first half again was practically unwatchable. Um, not a great first half for us. Um, I only At have least one. You can ugly. switch off from watching it. Do you know what? 
At least you could switch off from watching it. I couldn't, I was in there. <laughs> so, I only have one ugly. Do you have any ugly? I have ugly. Go on then, you go, you go first. You've only got one. My one ugly. And I have a feeling you'll agree. Martin Atkinson. Hate him. Really. <laughs> so, do we need to elaborate Ryan. on this? Do we even need to? Because I have, a feel, uh, I have a feeling that anybody watching is going to agree with this. You know what I mean? You know, I don't think he actually gave out a yellow card to any Bournemouth player at all. I don't think he actually gave one out to any Bournemouth players. Yeah. We had about, like, five, at least, for us. Yeah. And on stupid tackles, I shouldn't have counted. Yeah. So. Ugh! Yeah. Hate him. Not, Hate him with a passion. Not so great. Not not a fan. He may be a Try very keep charming guy in real life. Maybe he's, like, the nicest guy in real life. But I have a feeling a lot of people lost their voice yelling at either him on the field or at their television. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to repeat anything of what people said. In the I, don't believe it. I totally believe yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I uh, mean, well, my ugly? Uh, the whole thing with the penalties, I think. And Rooney as well. Like, mm -hmm. The way the defender went up, he should have had at least a yellow card, but we're going back to Atkinson there. I mean, the way he just went in, like... Yep. No, Pickford. Oh, you just... That's the perfect demonstration. <laughs> you literally bowed up yeah. Pickford yeah. just then. Jordan, exactly. try not to take offense. It's just a demonstration. I'm sorry, Jordan. I'm sorry, Jordan. <laughs> Love you, really. I'm really hoping that there's a little bit of uh, retroactive examination on that play by, uh, by the F.A., you know, somebody yeah. kind of because it it was a clear mm. elbow to his face. And and it, it was it was had, for a reason. It was trying to keep Rooney away from the ball because Rooney exactly. had gone up with his head. He's literally clearing him out. And the only reason defenders will do that, like you say, in that scenario, is to keep the players away. So, Andy had to change his shirt twice. He had to change his entire curtain kit twice before he even got substituted. So. Obviously, there was a problem there. Yeah. And then, on the other end, Sigurdsson could have been penalty, could have been... I think that was a bit... That was all right. It was a little more questionable, but I did think it was a push. Yeah. I think then, on the other side, Calvert-Lewin then got pushed. I mean, I was in that end where Calvert-Lewin went down, and we should have had a penalty. You could see the player push Calvert-Lewin down. So... I personally think if we had scored those pen, if we had got the penalties and scored them, we would have won that game. Could have been the same score, even better than last season's. But right. And my one last bit on ugly. The fact that we needed to use the substitutions to change the game. Yep. The starting team. When I found out, I just had my head in my hands. Why we went back to the exact same system that Coman has used countless times this season and has not worked why we're playing Klaassen when he's clearly not ready and in all fairness I think he was probably one of the only players who didn't do great against Sunderland so in this game he wasn't great either yeah 
it sounds harsh, but that's what it is. Um, why we didn't start Davies, Niasi, Kenny, all those players who could have gone in for Clarkson, Martina, maybe even Rooney. I know it sounds harsh, but I think Sigurd- Sigurdsson got into the game a bit, but he was still in the wrong position. Right. So he's not he's not quick. But when we introduced the pace that we had with Davies, with Niasi, we got forward and we scored the goals. Mm-hmm. Why we're not doing that every single game? I don't know. It, it just it annoys me. He's a great manager, but he is so stubborn, like Martinez. Yeah. I I will say though, I'll give him a little bit of credit. He has tried several different lineups. He has tried a decent amount of trading in people in and out. Uh, he's he's changing he's changing some things up. He is reverting back. Uh, he has done that a lot, but mm. he's at least tinkering. He's trying to change the system up. Mm. I do you do see some hope. And with him, his teams usually second half of the season is when they kick in gear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and he did that with us. He did that with Southampton. It's I think I think he'll get there. I'm not I'm not worried about about Kuman uh, the way a lot of people are, because um, I think he is pragmatic. But about the stubborn thing, I, it's hard to argue that man. It's really hard to argue that. I think you're very right about that. <laughs> um, but he's not. He's he may be stubborn, but I don't think he's an idiot. No. And I think actually the way he's gone with Niasi now, he's sort of like accepted. I'll hold my hands up. I got it wrong. Right. So fair play to him. At least he does that on White Martinez. Yeah, it's very true. So we need to move on to the news. The news. Huzzah! The news. First bit of news. Rumor has it that Idrissa Gay has signed a new contract. Apparently, there's been some. Bigger clubs lurking. That's what it said in in uh, on the twitters. On the uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like to to call them bigger clubs, but that's what has been used. Stronger, whatever. stronger. Financially, <laughs> financially, uh, financi- financi- financially, financially. <laughs> um, so, you have any reaction to that? Yeah, good. Uh, one of our best players, so understandably, needs to be tied down for a little bit longer. Although we all know contracts mean nothing, but it's it's good to show a bit of initiative and say, "Hey, keep away from our players." Yeah, that's all I can say really on that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's in a situation where if a rich club comes and bids for him, a Champions League club, you know, if if he would be interested. Uh, I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy who just wants to play at, at a high level, and I think he sees that he's appreciated here. Mm. Uh, but you never know with that kind of thing, though. Um, it's just a smart move. Tie him down to a contract. If he ends up wanting to leave, we get more money for him. Mm. Bit of news number two. We've drawn Chelsea next round. Chelsea away. In the League Cup, Carabao Cup, whatever you want to call it. Say goodbye to Carabao the- Cup, guys. Bye. <laughs> um, how do you feel about Chelsea away? Um, 
I'd have liked to have done more League Cup videos. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, th I feel like we could do it, but we probably won't. I think if, Mur if Murata was to get injured, though... I think if we're still... If we're still tied with them at halftime, I'd give us a shot to win that. Mm. Just saying. Mm. Possible. Um, yeah. I think we're going we're gonna to keep growing. I think we'll get there. I'm going to be positive. Nah. Maybe not realistic, but positive. All right. So, next. You've, you've been talking about this one for a while. For good reason. Coleman and Balassi, according to Joyce are back in training with the first team in November. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, Belasi... I don't know, I don't know when that means they'll be actually, like, playing games, you know, with, with the first team, but at least they're training. Well, Belasi's pointing out all these tweets saying, when, when I come back, people better be ready and all that, so... You <laughs> yeah. never know, he could be coming back pretty soon. Pretty soon. I'm, I'm still curious to see how quickly it takes them to be competitive again. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like after a player has a bad injury, they almost need half a season to a season to kind of get their mind right. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're going to be shy of challenges. Like right now, I had the same, the exact same injury as Belasi last year, and I have not started back competitively, like playing again, but I'm hoping to, like this coming, and I'm sitting here thinking, if I go into a 50-50 ball, how strong am I going to go? Mm. Seriously. It's in your head. It gets in there for a while. So, um, I'm psyched to have them back, though. They're both awesome guys, and they're both talent. Just ridiculously talented. Both players we've been um, missing. Yeah. Uh, lastly, Kuman supposedly will land Giroud this January. That's what, that's what some of these publications have come out and said. They said he's gonna, we're going to be bidding $40 million and they're really going to be trying to push it through, and they seem to be positive about it. I thought this one was dead in the water because I was under the impression that Giroud's wife was the one that said she wasn't into it. Mm. Not that I know anything. I'm just some guy in America, but that's what the rumor was. Um, so apparently if it's on again, I would love to have him. Uh, but where would this leave Nias? Mm. I don't want to... Well, not for the amount of money they're saying. Like, 40 million mm. could be used on a proven goal scorer who's young, who can do the stuff that Giroud can do, but mm -hmm. better. I think 40 million would probably do better. Giroud's 30. He's not playing that much for Arsenal, so clearly they don't rate him that highly. Why should mm. we have to pay 40 million for a bench warmer from Arsenal? Why should we, have, why should we be having to buy reject? Why? Why do we have to buy rejects? That's a. I mean, that's a legitimate question. I think Everton finds itself in a situation where they have money now, but they're in Europa League, mm. and so it's a situation where the ones we can afford don't want us mm. because we don't have Champions League, and the ones that want to come to us. Are, are maybe not the caliber that we that we want at the moment. We want Champions League caliber players right now. Mm. So and and then there's the fact that everybody knows we got money now. Price is going up. Um, it's just a crazy market right now. Uh, so I want Giroud 
I think Giroud would be just exactly, it would be a target man. It's something we don't have. Well, you know? And I don't think this leaves Nias out. I think this makes a situation where, we, striker-wise, that would be, you know, Calvert-Lewin, Nias, Sandro, Rooney, Giroud. All of them different, one way or another. Imagine the combinations. Mm. That would be crazy. So, And it would give us somebody who actually can finish in the air. You know, the meaty French forehead. It would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, but you're right. $40 million is absurd. Uh, let's go to the post, shall we? Uh, we've got questions that have come in from followers of the Toffee Blues. So this is pretty awesome. Uh, the first question from Douglas Elliott Matthew, the man with three first names. Would you drop Rooney for the next few games and play Gilfie behind the center forward, actually playing him in his right position? Hmm. Good question. You want to go first or me? I think personally... Uh, yes, but for one game I'd say. Just to have a bit of a mix-up with it. See what would happen yeah. if we did actually try it out. Because I think Sigurdsson's a good player. I think he could do well in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it would only be against Burnley. So, I think actually him in that position would be quite good. Because he'd be able to make those mm-hmm. killer passes and do what Rooney can do. <clears throat> but also be a bit quicker with it and not be inflicted as much with this pressure, I think. So yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rotate it around, even if it's only for one game. Give uh, Sigurdsson a go in the number 10 position. Okay. What about you? Um, so this is going to be my longest response, I think. Uh, Kuman got a reputation last year for rolling with the hot hand. When somebody didn't perform, they were dropped. Hmm. When someone was in form, they played. That was what I think everybody called Kuman ruthless. Last season, they were like, "Look, you know, you have a Kuman ha- plays who deserves to play at the moment." However, this year, he seems like he's playing some favorites. He's like, "These are the players that I brought in," and he seems like he's trying to shoehorn them in and play them all the time whenever he gets the chance. Well, the way I uh, the way I think of it is number tens. Um, Rooney isn't going to get dropped out of sentimentality. Sigurdsson's not going to get dropped because of the price tag. And Clarsen's not going to get dropped because of his country of origin. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's, that's what I uh, think, anyway. But if I'm Kuman, I'm going to play the players that give us the best chance to win. Mm. Period. Okay? And I would develop a lineup based on form and opposition. All right? So, to be honest, I wouldn't drop Rooney against Apollon because Nias is ineligible. So, mm. so I would be totally fine with playing Rooney against Apollon. But, yes, I would drop Rooney against Burnley. Not as a, like, hey, you're not a starter anymore kind of a message, but more of a nudge. Let's it's, roll the dice. basically saying, yeah, there's competition for your spot. Hey, just stay on your toes. You're still part of my plans. It's okay. You know, one of those kind of things. Bring him in off the bench. To be able to bring Wayne Rooney in with that kind of brain... Because he's got a footballer's brain. He's an amazing player. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would do that. Um, yeah, see what he does. So, moving on. So, from Johan 
Evans, spelled I-O-A-N, whose name I had to Google so that I wouldn't embarrass myself trying to pronounce it. Yoan. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> not saying anything. Hey, hey, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. So I, I legitimately did Google it because you know what? People send in their questions and they're really good questions. Uh, I'm not going to butcher their name. No. I don't, I don't want to do that. So anyway, Yoan. And if I got it wrong still, I'm sorry, man. I'm so sorry. So, so, Yoan is asking, who should, who should start? Neos or Rooney or both? Personally, I think Neos because it will be a shame to drop a player in such fine form. But what happens when Neos's form drops again and we're back to the beginning? So that's Yoan. Also from Ellis Jones, who has two surnames. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on Neos and should he start the next game? So essentially they're asking the same question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. What do you got? Um, great question. I think Niasi deserves to start. I think, I mean, I said in my blog, um, he, if he doesn't start the next game against Burnley, I would not be happy because he's in form. I mean, if he doesn't start, what kind of message is that going to send to the rest of the squad? You're in form. Scoring goals, getting assists, anything like that, and you're still not starting. What is then the point of playing? You know. So yeah, Niasi should play, in my opinion. So like we said earlier, Nias is apparently not eligible for Europa League squad because he's not on the list, so he can't start Thursday. But has he earned the right to start on Sunday against Burnley? And I say yes. yes. It's so hard to argue with three goals in two games. You know how do you? How do you dispute that? And I don't even care who we're playing. That despite the opposition, when Nihas's form drops, and it will eventually, uh, we just rotate until we find the in-form option. I mean, you got to think about it. Rooney could be a solid option against certain opposition, and Sandro will figure in somehow. So, Sandro's going to be great. He just needs experience. So I think with Nihas in, he just gives us another option. Here's the last question. And this is another one from Johan. Can you discuss the Barkley situation? You know what's really funny? On my notes, I literally wrote Barkley sigh. (laughs) Which is exactly what you just did. I think that's what all Evertonians are thinking right now. We say Barkley. (sighs) You know, because it's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I think you and I are in agreement. We we want Barkley playing for us. Mm. You know? Um, but he's even if he wanted to right now, even if he wanted to play for us, he's injured. You know? So it's not even an option, if, if it's uh, assuming it's a real injury. Yeah, I think, you it, know? Is. I think it is. You know? I, I think it is, too. Um, but if, if Barkley changed his mind... He could help us so much. I know. We could play him in several positions. You know, we could play him the 10. We could play him as one of those supporting forward options. You know, uh, where we've played Sandro, you know, in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes forward with the ball. He makes the passes. You mentioned we could be playing him along with Vlasic, which would be crazy. Uh, Yeah. The problem is I I just don't think he likes Koeman. I don't think they, I don't think they get along. Hmm. I don't know. We don't see what happens behind the scenes, so... I know. We can't say for yeah. sure. 
I mean, I, 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 I personally think he should be playing. I think he mm -hmm. is a great player that we need. But then you go back to the whole thing with Coburn and his stubbornness and what he mm -hmm. thinks is best. And that's sort of killing off some of the players and their morale towards Everton. Yeah. yeah that's I my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think if we have to guess, there's. I think we would both guess that there is some sort of divide between between Komen and uh, and Barkley, mm -hmm. and that Barkley seems seems like he's got his mind made up. You know, it seems like it. Mm. I, I hope. I hope that. We you know, Komen kind of makes him do what? Make him change his mind. Yeah. You know, if if Komen just were, were to say, "Hey, come in the office." Let's talk. Let's figure out a way to make this work. He's a he would be he would be a serious addition to to who we have right now. You know, um, I don't know. I just I, I think he's going to Spurs in January. So thanks to Douglas and Johan for your questions. Mm. Uh, we think questions. you're awesome. Yeah, they were great. Really good questions. Even if Jerry uh, can't pronounce your names. Hey, I can. I just need the internet's help. There's very different points. <laughs> uh, but thanks to Douglas and Johan, and uh, we think you're great. And if I have any more kids, I will name them after you. Jeez, so, that's going a bit far. Probably not going to have any more kids, dude. <laughs> Fair enough. But I figured the gesture yeah. was kind. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, Europa League, Apollon. In the Europa League, they have beaten FC Zaria Balti, Aberdeen, and FC Micheland. That's a tough one for me, you know. But they beat Micheland. Uh, yeah. Sure. Just go with that. Just go with that. Yes. All right. So they beat them in the Europa League qualifiers. Uh, their most recent Europa League match, they tied Lyon 1 1. Uh, that was kind of a thrilling end. They scored near the end of the game. It's, Deflected goal, uh, pretty crazy. A lot of shots in that game. In the Cyprian First Division, they have won one and drew the rest. This team gives up one goal. It seems like every game. All right, uh, they they rarely shut teams out, but uh, their amount of one-one ties, they just have a lot of them. It's kind of interesting. Uh, they run a sort of like a four-two-three-one. They've run that in the past. Uh, so the good news is they're not running the three at the back with the two wingbacks, which we struggle with so much. So they're probably not going to do that, which is good news. Um, they're danger men. Well, this year's scorer is uh, Skimbri. I think that's how it's pronounced. That's how they said it on the videos anyway. He's got four goals and two assists. Uh, but they've got a, a number 10 player uh, named De Silva. All right. Um, he had 12 goals and 15 assists last season, and he can play. Uh, he's great with dead balls. Um, he's a very smart passer. He can whip one in from just outside the box. He's a he's a good player. Those are the two most dangerous players that I've seen. However, they really spread their goals out this season. I, I made a note of how many goal scorers they have, and there's a lot of them. Uh, so. They, I mean, they legitimately... I mean, they've got defenders scoring goals. Um, they're a pretty balanced team, and they're just... They're disciplined. Um, but they don't really have that big target man that they can lump balls up to. Uh, they play... They have a lot of kind of shorter players that they play up front. So there's a lot of 
uh, kind of through balls, and when they do play out the sides, uh, they're trying to kind of get a quick one touch with uh, with the feet. Um, so, uh, having said that, and keep in mind that uh, we've got injuries to Jags, Keen, and possibly Martina. Somebody mentioned that that might have been why he subbed Martina out for Kenny last last game. I don't know if that's true or not, but keeping that in mind, uh, what is Kuman's squad going to be against Apollon? I wouldn't be surprised if he went with the same one that he played against Sunderland. Hmm? I, I mean, that's the squad I would go for. So, who is that? Pickford. Well, yeah, Pickford. Uh, Kenny. Holgate. Williams, if we have to. Baines, I think. Besic, I want to try again. Clarkson, I think, this time needs to be in. Davies needs to be in. Uh, Niasi and Calvert-Lewin up top. Well, no, we can't play Niasi, can we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Calvert-Lewin in, and I guess then Vlasic and Sandro again. Same team. Just needs to be the same team. Because um, it worked last time, so why not? All right. So I'm going to do some similar moves, uh, but not quite. Uh, I'm gonna, I think he's going to roll with Steck because he's been rolling with Stecklenburg like in all the Europa League games, it seems like. feels like it, in a lot of them anyway. Um, so I think he's going to roll with Stecklenburg, who has, let's be honest, he's been performing when he plays. You know, He's, he's, he's been all right. Uh, I, think, uh, I think he's going to start Kenny again. I think Holgate and Williams, because out of necessity, uh, Baines, so that's our defense. I think he's going to go back to Schneiderlin and Ghana. Um, and then the rest of it, uh, Sigurdsson, Davies, Rooney, and Calvert-Lewin. I think that's I, – I, I could see him doing that. I don't know that that's the right thing to do, but I can see him doing that. All right? Um, I don't think this is a particularly pace-driven team. I think they have some quick players, but I wouldn't necessarily say they have fast players. I think this is a game where Rooney can, can work well. Um, and I could see us subbing in Vlasic, Sandro, Besic, you know, those type of players. Um, what's, your, what's the score? How's this one going to go? 3-1. 3-1? Assuming. I think we'll, I think we'll concede mm-hmm. um, with the lack of experience. Yeah, 3-1. Mm. Because it, it seems like they, they seem to score in every game. Mm. But I do think we can overthrow them. So, why not? 3-1. I'm going to go 1-0. What was that? 3-1 with my head. Oh, you go with your 3-1 head. 3-1 with my head. 2-0 with my heart. <laughs> I forgot. You you always have your two picks. It's <laughs> so, I'm just going to go 1-0 win. Uh, I think uh, we're not going to score very many. I think their defense is disciplined, organized, and they don't give up a lot of goals. Um, I do think we'll get one, though. They're a scrappy team. Uh, so that's that's this week's show. Uh, Edward, you want to you wanna plug your, your YouTube channel? 
Yes, uh, if you like Everton, like vlogs, like FIFA, and everything like that, uh, check out my channel, Jamie James, J-A-M-E, and James. And also planning to do a Road to Glory series for FIFA 18, and I'm thinking of getting a new player in, someone like Barkley, maybe, Clarkson, Sandro, some, someone like that, whoever, whoever it be, but we'll see. So yeah, check it out. Subscribe if you want to, and I'll see you in the next one. Adios. So, uh, if you have enjoyed this, please like, subscribe, leave comments, tell us what you would like for us to talk about, uh, tell us what you would like for us to not talk about, all that hot Send us your questions. Yes, give us questions. Well. We'd love to address those. We'll give you shouts. It'll happen. Um, also, if you are listening via podcast, please rate, uh, uh, subscribe, uh, all that stuff. Follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Visit the Toffee Blues website. There are always lots of game previews, game reactions, uh, opinion pieces. There's all kind of good stuff on there, and I read them. They're great. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. We're going to go ahead and uh, head out. Edward, thanks so much, man, as always. That was wonderful. Uh, yeah. See you next Guest time. Guest appearance by Jordan as well. Thank you, Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Yeah. Never change. Even if he elbows you, never change. We're out. Adios.